Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you. But first, we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters topic of the week is How would you kidnap Harry Potter? Hi, listeners, it's me, Jem, and I'm Rhea. And today we're going to talk about the worst plan to kidnap a boy that a supervillain ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was that bad. Uh, Look, it had some strong points, but it also had some weak points. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. uh, Let's start with Voldemort's plan and then we'll move on to our far superior plans. (laughs) (laughs) So here's Voldemort's plan, step by step, as I understand it. First of all, yeah. find someone who's going to be in Hogwarts and replace them with the Death Eater. So plant an uh-huh. imposter in Hogwarts. Okay. Enter Harry into the Triwizard Tournament. Guide Harry through the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Make a port key that teleports him out of Hogwarts during the third task. Perform a resurrection ritual with him kill him, and then I think there's a sneaky final step, which is replace him, but we can get into that. Replace him? Like, what, as a student? Yeah, like, not Voldemort <laughs> himself, but yeah, I think... <laughs> I just imagine Voldemort, like, going to Hogwarts in fifth year, like, with a wig on, being like, it's me, guys, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm the boy who lives. <laughs> like, a fake nose, a wig, and, like... Like, there's glasses and no glass in them. But, like, yeah, genuinely. Um, Barty Crouch spends the entire year polyjuiced into Alistair Moody, another thing we should talk about, because it's lunacy. It's lunacy. It's madness. But I think that part of the plan was to, like, polyjuice somebody else into Harry and send him back to the school to take Harry's place. At least for a little while. That is insane. I never thought that was part of the plan. Really? No. How else do you explain the Porky going both ways? Why would it bring him, them back to Hogwarts then? Here's why. My plan, this is what I think needs to happen with the, with what Voldemort was setting up. Okay. He needs Harry's blood. We yes. Know this. He then needs to kill Harry in front of his Death Eaters. Yes. That's important. That's important to his and ego he, and his own personal issues. <laughs> and then he needs to make sure that no one knows that Voldemort is back. Yes. So, the reason why the port key went two ways is because he'd kill Harry, whoop-de-doo, that's done, and then he would send the port key back with a dead Harry. Okay. So that it looks like Harry was killed in the rigorous 
Triwizard Tournament mm-hmm. where people die all the time. And that's why Harry had to be entered into the tournament in the first place. If possible, Voldemort can even pin the death of Harry on one of the other competitors or their their mentors or coaches yeah. well, to make it look like that. It would seem like Cedric and Harry had killed each other using the killing yeah. curse, I guess. <laughs> A wild thing to happen, but like that would be the only plausible explanation. They both went into the maze, they both died. Like It seems like that's what happened. Or it could just be that, like, because they don't assume that Cedric's going to make it yeah, all the yeah. way to the end with Harry. So it could just be that Harry's sent back as a dead body, and then they've planted mysteries and rumors all, all throughout the year, and they plant evidence to be like to make it look like Harry was killed in foul play in the competition by one of the other rivals, or just killed by the extremities of the competition. Because mm. um, he's a fourteen-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, it seems mm, actually. Because no one knows it's a portkey. No one knows it's a portkey. I was going to say, it seems really suspicious of me to send the body back because obviously you would look at the body and be like, well, this person died of a killing curse because we know what the signs of a killing curse are. Nothing. But not if you kill them with the killing curse and then you, like, fucking stab them and, I don't know, make them look like they were attacked by an acromantula or something like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't yeah. necessarily know that Voldemort was planning to use the killing curse. He was planning to duel Harry and for Harry to lose that duel and die. But that doesn't mean he was going to use the killing curse. He could have used a billion other curses to kill him in some horrible way. Yeah. And even if he was killed by the killing curse, he could still like blame that on Victor Crumb or Fleur Delacour or Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Yeah. Have a fall guy. Yeah. There was some sort of... There would have been some sort of plan for that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I assumed that... Like, I guess my go-to was Wormtail that they were going to polyjuice or transfigure Wormtail to look like Harry, send him back to fake his way through being Harry for, like, the last few days for the end of the year. And then maybe Barty Crouch Jr. was going to take his place, or maybe they would just make Harry sort of disappear over the summer or something like that. There would be some sort of conclusion to this, but just to just to disguise the fact that, that Voldemort had been resurrected and that it had to do with the Triwizard Tournament. Hmm. I think that that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that makes sense because the whole reason why Harry had to be entered into the Triwizard Tournament is that so when he dies, it's not suspicious. Because okay. people die in this tournament all the time. I guess so. so. There's, yeah, there's no need to send back a fake Harry. They can just kill him and it's, it's over. Yeah, I guess I was thinking that, like, it would be incredibly beneficial to have the boy who lived replaced with the Death Eater. Like, you, there's so many, there's so much you could do with that, including mm-hmm. having somebody in disguise very close to Dumbledore, but he's already got that in Alistair Moody. So, and in Snape. And in Snape. As well. Yeah. well, Snape, he doesn't know that Snape is necessarily on his side. Well, that's what, that's what Voldemort believes, that Snape is on his side. That's kind of the whole point of the. Well, <laughs> the devilation thing. But not prior to Snape going back to Voldemort's side, because, yeah. like, in the first book, he could have gone to Snape at any time to ask for help as Quirrellmort, but he didn't, because he didn't know where yeah. Snape's real loyalties were. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, he's got Bonnie Crouch, and he can find secrets in other ways. Okay, so one of my questions was, why did this plan have to take place over the course of an entire year? And you think... You know, you want to fake Harry's death in the tournament. Was there a reason why it couldn't happen in Task 1 or Task 2? It had to be Task Absolutely 3? Absolutely not. No, it could have happened at any time during the Triwizard Tournament, okay. just as long as Harry was entered as a competitor. Okay. It didn't even have to happen before the first task. I mean, during the first task. It could have happened before the first task. Yeah. As long as Harry was competing. <laughs> okay, cool. So that makes sense. I was thinking maybe yeah. it was like, 
Voldemort needed that time to gain strength. They needed to travel to Little Hangleton to get to his father's bones. Maybe there was more preparation in the ritual that we didn't get to see. I really don't think so. What they what they need is like flesh of the servant, bone of the father, and then blood of Harry. So it seems like they're already in Little Hangleton, right? Like no. at the start of the year. Well, actually, yeah, they're in Little Hangleton at the start of the book. Then I think they're living in Barty Crouch's house. Oh, for a little bit. They visit. Yeah. Then they go back to Little Hangleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> why did they leave? <laughs> a great point. I've never considered that. But yeah, they definitely do bounce around and then go back to where they started. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. So, the plan's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, some of the things are strong, like entering into the Triwizard Tournament, solid, solid plan. Mm-hmm. Having someone on as an inside man, solid plan. Everything else about it is kind of like contrived and it relies on so much luck and so much preparation that could just be tossed out the window. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Here's like some things that I think are very important to Voldemort in his plan that aren't necessarily very important to us, but like just some things to consider. Important things for Voldemort's plan. Isolate Harry, obviously. We Mm -hmm. need to get him away from Dumbledore. We need to get him away from the castle. I think catching him unawares, gaining his trust, is also probably pretty important. But we could have done Mm -hmm. away with that. That's just something that Voldemort did for some fucking reason. Mm -hmm. It's important that Voldemort has privacy because he wants to summon all of his Death Eaters, duel Harry, perform this ritual. Like, he's got a lot of shit going on. But that doesn't really impact on... on capturing harry that's more to do with what you do once you've got him but like there's a level of coordination that's required yeah uh i think the port key was very important to voldemort's plan i don't think it necessarily has to be important to ours but like Mm. i wanted to touch on the one-way two-way port key thing is there a reason why the port key had to be two-way to send harry's body back sure but like couldn't you make a one-way port key that harry can't use to escape and then, once he's dead, make a new port key and send him back with that? I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I guess. Like, we see Dumbledore create a port key. Surely Voldemort can do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that he can't do it. Hmm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I think it's probably just his arrogance. Like, he thinks that... I think, but then, sorry, if you're sending Harry's body back with some random object... Oh That's yeah, not the Triwizard Cup. It needs to be the Triwizard Cup because otherwise, like, they're like, "How the fuck did he get this piece of gravestone that says Riddle?" <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, but like, you could cast a spell on the Triwizard Cup, but I guess it is kind of weird. Like, obviously, if he if the Triwizard Cup is the poor key, that's fine. But like, if he he's just walking through the corridors of Hogwarts and he touches a poor key and then he comes back and it's like, why is he dead next to this old boot? That's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that no one notices that Harry's gone for, like, a significant period of time. Voldemort needs, you know, time to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think replacing him is important, but obviously you don't think that, so <laughs> that's another point. What's dead is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's my main points on Voldemort's plan. Now, would you like to get into some of your plans? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so I was operating under the assumption with this episode that I was um, Barty Crouch Jr. I wasn't Voldemort. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so, 
it's like Voldemort's sort of like got me as his inside girl, and my job as Barty Crouch Jr. is to figure out how I'm going to kidnap Harry and bring him to Voldemort. Um, so I okay. might have been doing definitely this that works different. for everything that I've got as well. So I can think along those lines too. Okay, so my first plan is very simple. Okay, I make sure that Harry gets into the tournament and then become his unofficial supervisor. Done. Easy. Yeah, we've seen it done. It's very simple. Yeah, I think that's a really good first step. Yeah, yeah, it's very easy to do. You literally just write, "Oh, butt fuck school, Harry Potter," and just put it in the cup. <laughs> done. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Before the first task, I do my thing to help him figure out that he's up against dragons by doing the gossip trail that leads into the dragons. Um, I then mm-hmm. tell him to meet me early in the morning in the Forbidden Forest with a vague idea of giving him some more information about the first task because. So far, Harry yeah. doesn't know that I told him indirectly about the dragons because I started the gossip trail and let him there. Um, okay. So he just thinks, oh, Harry probably just thinks, oh, Moody wants to, like, help me out. Like, you know, he's probably been asked to keep an eye on me. So mm-hmm. he meets me in the forest. I knock him out. <laughs> I transfigure his body into a bone. I put him in my jacket. Mm-hmm. I walk out to Hogsmeade and apparate to little Hangleton. Kidnapped. Done. And then I make okay. it look like he was killed by centaurs or acromantula or something when I return his body. Can you transfigure a living person into a bone without harming them? You can transfigure a body into a bone. Body Crutch does it to his own father. Yeah, but a dead body. I mean, you can, you can transfigure a person into a ferret without harming them when you transfigure them back. I don't see why you can... Yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh my god. Trans being like alive and conscious and transfigured into an inanimate object, terrifying. That's awful. Well, oh, I hate conscious. that. <laughs> he's not conscious, he's knocked out. <laughs> oh yeah, but like imagine if it did happen while you were conscious, is my thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Don't like that at all. No good. You can turn a pig into a desk, I don't see why you can't turn a if you can turn a like a dead body into a bone, why can't you turn an inanimate body into a bone? There's no difference really. I just think you shouldn't. Alive, it's dead. rude. <laughs> you shouldn't, but I'm a ruthless Death Eater out to kidnap a little boy. I'll do what I need to do. <sighs> the wizarding do world my... is terrifying. <laughs> what do you think of my infallible plan? I think just grabbing Harry and walking out of the castle with him is great. Like, <laughs> definitely that's the way to go. <laughs> No, I don't grab him. He meets me. So he walks into his own death. <laughs> into the Forbidden yeah. Forest, as prophesized. <laughs> I meant more just, like, picking him up. <laughs> yeah. Slipping into your, slipping him into your, I guess, handbag. <laughs> Go into the shop. Do you think there's anything... No, I was about to say, do you think, like, the wards of the school detect when people leave the grounds and come back? But they just don't. Like, they definitely don't. We know that from the third book. No, because otherwise they'd be detecting Sirius Black entering and leaving the grounds all the time, and some sort of a Yeah, would be absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's a solid plan. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like, pinning it on Acromantula or Centaurs, and then, like, if anyone questions, like, oh, why the fuck was Harry out in the Finn Forest, I'd be like, I could be like, well, I don't know, I mean... Didn't Harry have a tendency to wonder, like, what could he be doing out there? Yeah. You know? No one knows that I told him to meet him. Harry was always wandering around. Yeah. I mean, he was asking for it, if you ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Just 
see what he was wearing? Yeah, Look on. at this invisibility cloak. <laughs> I think I'd rather pin it on... Blaming it on a random... I'd rather pin it on actual on the centaurs, because of course centaurs can be questioned and... Like, then he will probably be like, no. Whereas if you co- try and question Akromantula, he'll probably just be killed in the process. So, um. I think finding his body after an Akromantula attack is a bit sus. Because either he's way deep in the forest near their nest, or they've come so close to the castle. And then why didn't they eat him? Like, they eat people. Why did they leave his body? Yeah, well, I'd make his body mangled. I'd, like, have it wrapped in spider webs and half-eaten, and I'd, like, it'd be found deep in the forest eventually. <laughs> I think it would just never be found. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hagrid Unless... would search every inch of the grounds. <laughs> yeah, that's true, but it might be, like, ten years later. <laughs> God, decomposition. Oh, all they find is oh. just the glasses on this awful, awful corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you said all they find is his glass eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's not relevant to Harry's journey, but he had a glass eye <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, it was sick. <laughs> so, not all of my plans are good. My first plan <laughs> is, in the first task, turn the egg into a portkey so when he grabs it, he managed. <laughs> but he's in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's not good. <laughs> But what I was thinking was, what if I set the dragon free as a distraction, but then also there are so many trained dragon handlers. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, even if that works, even if you set the dragon free, everyone's distracted, eventually the dragon is subdued and everyone's, like, looking back, it's like, oh, what happened to Harry? Like, he's just gone. There's no, like, tattooed robes or, like, a, a knocked out Harry against a wall that he, like, flew into or something, or, like... He's not in the dragon's mouth or something like that. He's just gone. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did he go? <laughs> Look, not every plan is going to hit it out of the park. <laughs> this one's bad. I started with a bad one. <laughs> I'm laying the groundwork for future plans that will be better. <laughs> Amazing. Um, do you want to hear my second plan? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I, as Mad-Eye Moody, attend the Yule Ball shortly at the beginning to observe. I then Mm -hmm. uh, lure away a student, ideally someone Harry trusts but doesn't know very well. So maybe Poverty, his date, or Cedric. Um, I knock that student out. I use my Polyjuice Potion to transform into them, steal their dress robes, bind them and hide them somewhere. I then ask to see Harry privately. Once I have him alone, I get into touch the stolen wand of the student that I've... um, that I'm impersonating, which I have made into a port key, and off we go to little Hangleton, kidnapped. And then once he's dead, I bring him back and make mm-hmm. it look like he was poisoned by Karkaroff. And then I release a student to wipe their memory, and they can return to the dance floor in their dress robes. That's very good, well thought out. I also had the plan of like using the Yule Ball as a distraction, because it's a big, long yeah. event that goes on all night. Nobody's where they're supposed to be. Who's keeping track mm-hmm. of the students? No one. The school has terrible mm-hmm. supervision. The teachers are getting drunk and dancing as well. No one's like, like everyone's sneaking around in bushes. It's very, it's a good time to strike. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't even need to like change places with a student. You could just do this as Alistair Moody, but then you don't want like someone to see Harry walking away with Alistair Moody and then showing up dead. No, no. 
But if Harry walks yeah. away with uh, Parvati Patel, it's not unusual. That's his date. Or if he walks away with Cedric, he might just be talking about Triwizard stuff. And then if you mm-hmm. question the student about it later, they just go, oh, yeah, I chatted. I think I, I don't know. It's hard to remember. Like, it was a long night. <laughs> yeah. Then they seem suspicious. But I've already yeah. pinned it on Kakarov, and I'm heading off to sunny Mexico. <laughs> 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 no body, no crime. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like using the ample supply of polyjuice potion that you have on your person at all times. Mm-hmm. Another just terrible part of Voldemort's plan. His plan was that Barty Crouch would take a dose of Polyjuice Potion every hour, at least, every single day, for an entire year. Crazy. Crazy yeah, what, that he was able if, to keep that up. Been, he was a Defense Against a Dark Arts teacher. What if there had been some kind of magical emergency in the middle of the night, and McGonagall or some head of house had to come rushing to get moody in the middle of the night, and you're sleeping, and you're Barty Crouch Jr.? <laughs> And they, like, open your door and there you are asleep and you're not mad I'm moody. <laughs> That's fucked. I think, actually, like, this is the part of the plan that's kind of genius. If you're going to impersonate someone and take their place, Alistair Moody is perfect. Because he's known as being paranoid, acting strangely, doing crazy things. So... If I was, you know, McGonagall running off to find Alistair Moody and I get to his room and find that it's surrounded in, like, 20 layers of different security wards, that doesn't seem crazy to me. And if it takes me, like, 15 minutes to, like, actually get through and wake him up and then he's there and he's, like, Barty Crouch has had time to polyjuice himself in and put in his fake eye or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's nothing is suspicious about this. Yeah. So that actually is, is a little bit genius. Yeah. yeah. If it was an emergency, she'd be like, oh, Alistair, wake up, wake up. But she's trying to get through all the walls and it's taking her some time. And so you have time to wake up and be like, oh, fuck. Mm. And you, like, chug your juice and <laughs> put your leg on it. Yeah. <laughs> get out of your jammies. And, like, <laughs> just just the sheer convenience factor of having his flask with him constantly that he can constantly be taking a sip of. Yeah. Genius. Because also... If the Polyjuice Potion is wearing off, he would be able to feel it, because he has a fake leg and a fake eye. So the first thing you're going to notice is, ow, my eye and my leg. (laughs) That gives you time to, like, chug the juice. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. So that is, like, that's one element of Voldemort's plan that is sheer genius. Like, impersonating... (laughs) Alistair Moody. There's a reason why, like, neither of us have suggested we do something else. That's the best part of the plan. It is. It's it's just nuts that he keeps it up for an entire year. Like, his acting skills? Amazing. Nobody suspected. Not even Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, one of Alistair Moody's oldest friends from the first war. Not even Barty Miss Crouch. <laughs> his own fucking father. <laughs> Yeah, I do like when there's that moment in the movie where he almost recognizes his son for a second. Yeah. yeah that's, that's very good. good. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> My um, ball plan to oh, yeah. impersonate a student. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was complimenting you on your clever use of Polyjuice Potion. I think mm-hmm. that's good. It is going to be suspicious, like, if somebody sees Harry walking away with Cedric or Padma or whoever. Yeah. Um, no, wait, it's not Padma. uh, Cedric or Pavardi or whoever and then Harry's missing the next day or Harry shows up dead the next day and they're questioned and it's like oh I have no memory of 
what happened last night. I have no memory of going anywhere with Harry. That's going to be incredibly suspicious. But also, you are the first aura on the scene. You're retired, but, like, it's your job to solve crimes and catch dark wizards. You can very much shape the initial part of this investigation. Yeah. You can can have your lies ready. Like, I'll be the one questioning Poverty or whoever I'm personally and be like, oh, what did you see? What do you remember? And I'm like, I'm taking down their statement. I'm sharing the story with everyone else because they're too traumatized, you know? I don't want to put the kid mm-hmm. through that. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can shape the evidence to be what it wants and I can pin down Carker off because there's nothing worse than a Death Eater who gets away. So. Mm. You yeah. can definitely do that. You can also do the far more bold move of, like, doing the same thing that you did with the cup showing up and be like, mm-hmm. I think somebody's put a confundus charm on this cup and convinced that there's a fourth school. Like, just explaining your plan as if you figured it out because you're a detective. Just be and like, somebody's in, somebody's obliviated yeah. this girl. It must be Kakarov. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, controlling what everybody else thinks by, like, leading them. That's a really good yeah. way to cover it up. Especially if when you're impersonating poverty or something during the night, you actually interact with Kakarov and, like, make it obvious to people that you've interacted with yeah. Kakarov. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> yeah. Very clever. Um, my next plan is turn something inside of the lake into a port key, or a better mm-hmm. version of this, give Harry something to carry into the lake that is a port key. Because mm-hmm. we know port keys work on specific times, and we know what time the task starts, we know how long we're going to have before somebody notices Harry is missing at least an hour maybe more like 90 minutes because i think he was gone for 90 minutes in the actual book um and also i think it's like very believable that he would die somehow in the lake there's a giant squid in there and mer people yeah yeah that's good hmm. i'm very much just building off of what happened in the book <laughs> <laughs> and proving that it could have been done earlier not in the first task but in the second one definitely i have a similar theory <laughs> of what i would do with the lake because that's a long period of time mm-hmm. where no one's seeing him. He's away from Dumbledore. He's in a dangerous position. Mm. Yeah. Um, my theory, my third and final plan of what I would do is second task comes around. Looks like I'm going for a swim. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, just after the task begins, I discreetly leave to go to the bathroom. Then while in the woods, I allow the apologies mm-hmm. potion to wear off. And then I put on a chameleon charm, which is basically like a disillusionment charm where you can't really be seen. Yeah. Um, I then wade into the lake, eat some gillyweed and go yeah. under. And once underwater, I can let the chameleon charm like wear off. It doesn't really matter. I find Harry, knock him out, grab him and mm. swim out of the Hogwarts grounds. <laughs> I then apparate <laughs> to little Hangleton, kidnapped. Once Harry is dead, I return the body to the lake and make it look like he drowned. Okay, I want to go back to swim out of the Hogwarts grounds. How? Yeah. The entire lake is within Hogwarts grounds. And it's a lake, it's not <laughs> like an ocean or whatever. I thought it was a river that went out, like it was like a lock connected to a river. I don't think so, because oftentimes Harry and Hermione will walk around the around entire the length lake. around the lake. That's they do that true. in the fourth book. <laughs> Okay. Hmm. <laughs> well, they have. I might have to. I'll swim my way to sunny Mexico. 
I may then have to swim him to the opposite end of the lake away from people and like carry him out of the grounds, which is very obvious. <laughs> very dodgy. <laughs> I, this is not this is not your most solid plan. I also think it's going to be incredibly suspicious. Damn, I really thought that the lake extended out of the ground. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't think it does. The forest, definitely. The forest leads out of the grounds and, like, the wall around the castle grounds doesn't go all the way into the forest. Okay. Um, that's how, like, Sirius gets in and how Voldemort gets in in book seven. They just walk through the forest. Because if you're powerfully magical enough or a dog, you can just get through there. (laughs) (laughs) He really does just get through as a dog, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty much you're just immune to anything. He swims across an ocean as a dog. (laughs) Okay. Incredible. Um, What was I fucking saying? Oh yeah, I also think it's going to be incredibly suspicious if for the second try was a task when everyone is in the stands watching this lake for an hour. <laughs> it's going to be so <laughs> sus if you're not there and then Harry shows up dead. <laughs> yeah, I just went for a piss and like, I come back and I'm like, oh, what did I miss, you know? <laughs> what happened in the graveyard? <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I took a 90 minutes long piss. <laughs> I'm back now. <laughs> Don't ask about my business. (laughs) So sorry, don't stop. What did I miss? A girl has been (laughs) snatched by the creature. Oh, fantastic. This is not your most solid. Yeah, that's probably my... Me just giving, like, I was thinking of, like, a watch or maybe something that, like, provides light underwater or something like that. Giving Harry some sort of object and being like, have this with you during the second task. A compass. That's a port key. Like, my simple. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking snack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fish. <food. laughs> uh, well, what's, what's your better plan? Okay. Then? Top that. <laughs> I dragged a boy out into Hogsmeade and no one noticed. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. <laughs> okay, I had... I had two more plans. I'll go through my ho- my Hogsmeade plan okay. first because it's a little bit more convoluted. So my Hogsmeade plan was one Hogsmeade weekend, maybe the one right before the second task. Actually, that one's perfect because Harry, Ron and Hermione go to see Sirius Black. So they leave Hogsmeade and they go like winding up a hill mm-hmm. into a mountain or whatever. So I'm Alistair Moody. And I see Harry, Ron, and Hermione wandering off with a dog. And I'm like, now is my perfect <laughs> chance. <laughs> I stun all three of them. And then I just leave the dog. <laughs> Definitely the dog's going to turn into a man and attack me. But I'll deal with that when it happens. Because no, I don't know that's coming. Spanner in the works. <laughs> that's a surprise. But I deal with it. Too quick. Too quick for this dog. We'll see. Whatever. <laughs> I'm prepared. So I basically knock out these three children and then I duel with this dog man and then I'm like, oh my god, I'm the luckiest Death Eater in the land. It's Sirius Black. It's exactly who I need for my plan. Oh, perfect. He kills all three of them. 
Exactly. Because Sirius Black is at large and he's after Harry Potter. So, like, what an incredible coincidence that I, an actual aura, have found this dark wizard who's going to kill Harry. So I don't kill Sirius Black. I knock him out. I apprehend him. Maybe I wipe his memory as well. That's probably a good place to start. Um, Oh, no, actually, it probably is safer just to kill him. Yeah. I kill Sirius Black. Never mind. I'm reconsidering. (laughs) I kill Sirius Black. What a crazy confession, though. No, I don't think I need his confession. I'm an aura. Like, people are going to believe me. They already know Harry's... That Sirius is out to kill Harry Potter. That's established Mm, from last year. Yeah, it's your word against his. And, and like, you know, Sirius Black is charged with, like, kiss on sight. Like, you know, they want him. Yeah. so. So I think I... Like, the sto- like obviously what really happens is I knock out everybody, I kill Sirius, probably in a duel with him, because he would obviously, you know, he's got a wand, he would transfigure it, he would animagus himself back into a person and then duel me, and then I kill him or he kills me, and then my plan's over. <laughs> I kill him. <laughs> then I... You hopefully kill him. I don't... I honestly think Barty Crouch Jr. would lose in a fight with Sirius. Yeah, maybe. But this isn't Barty Crouch Jr. This is Rhea. <laughs> You can hit him straight in the back of the head. I punch Sirius in the back of the head. He dies. <laughs> Insta-cruel. Yes. <laughs> I give, I put a port key into the unconscious Harry Potter's hand. Uh, he goes off to do his Voldemort thing. He gets sent back as a corpse. I, like, have been biding my time keeping people away from this area until then. As soon as he comes back as a corpse, I wipe Ron and Hermione's memories. And then I, like basically just tell everybody I saw Harry, Ron and Hermione wandering off by their own on their own, I followed them, I apprehended Sirius Black attacking Harry, I wasn't in time to save Harry Sirius killed Harry, but I was able to save Ron and Hermione and Sirius Black died as I attempted to arrest him. He fought me and I had to kill him. And that's the story that I tell everyone. Now Dumbledore will know that I'm lying (laughs) And so will Ron and Hermione. So will Ron and Hermione. I would have wiped their memories. Of course I would. But they'll still know I'm lying. But again, it's their word against mine. In this plan, (laughs) I absolutely am found out. Because Dumbledore would know I'm lying. He knows that Sirius wouldn't kill Harry. Mm -hmm. He might think that, like, I saw Sirius with Harry and being Mad-Eye Moody attacked on sight. Yeah. But, like, I think he's going to have enough questions that he's going to look into me and he's going to realise I'm an imposter. Mm. Yeah. See, what I would do is I'd kill all three children. (laughs) Yeah, that's... Look, that's probably my best move as well. Kill everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's nobody to question me. Kill all three children, wipe Sirius' memory, imperious him, bring him into the sight of someone else. Doesn't even have to be Dumbledore. It can be like fucking Katie Bell going to Honey Dukes. So someone else sees me fighting a a deranged Sirius in front of three bodies and then I take Sirius down and then I have a witness to me fighting off Sirius after it's already too late. Done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, look, that's better. That's what I should have done. For some reason I was reluctant to kill Ron and Hermione. I'm a fucking Death Eater. I just kill everyone. (laughs) (laughs) They're dead. (laughs) Taking in Sirius alive is good because I know that there's the kiss on sight command. So, like, all I have to do is stop anyone from questioning him long enough that the Dementors arrive, and then the Dementors are going to solve my problem for me. Yeah. 
So Lolan's that's probably easy, clever. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, like I don't can, need to kill him. It, you can imperious him. You can torture him to get him to babble and be like a crazed man, madman. Just long enough that people see mm-hmm. Sirius being crazy and you telling everyone he killed Harry, Ron, Hermione, and I, I just had time to apprehend him. And you know, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the other thing about this is that like I will have the time because. The Hogsmeade, Hogsmeade trip lasts all day, basically. So Voldemort just has to get his corpse back to me, like, before we would be going home at the end of the day. Which mm-hmm. hopefully I've coordinated with my lord to do so. <laughs> the only thing is, is that this... I'm assuming that you're stalking Harry, Ron, Hermione, right? Yeah. And that's how you find them going off on their own of Hogsmeade yeah. Day. So, so you have to send some sort of message to your lord and master to be like, Get ready, I'm sending Potter to you. I think, um, like, my initial plan... Ready. I didn't explain this very well. My initial plan was I was just going to follow Harry on the Hogsmeade day, and then when my opportunity arose, I was going to try and get him away from Ron and Hermione and, like, give him a portkey and send him off. And then distract Ron and Hermione until he comes back. And he's dead. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have a solid plan for... Like, what I'm going to do with his dead body. Actually, I think what what my initial plan was, was, like, his dead body would come back, and then I and Aura would claim that Sirius Black killed him, but then I wouldn't have anything to, like, verify that. I would just say Sirius Black killed him, I saw him, he got away, and I would, like, bank mm-hmm. on my reputation as Mad-Eye Moody to get me out of that situation. But I remembered after we'd started the recording of this episode, that they actually do go and see Sirius Black. So, like, by sheer coincidence, Sirius Black is there, and I can pin it on him properly, and it all lined up perfectly for me. But yeah. You just have to make sure you snap his wands. They can't do that tricky little spell to see what were the last spells cast from it. Yeah. Look, (laughs) I'm... Oh yeah, the wand exploded in the duel. Yeah. I'm a cop. Like, I'm definitely well practiced in like destroying evidence and lying about what happened and <laughs> all the classic cop moves so <laughs> yeah yeah making a murder our classic stuff yeah um Frank- just remind it you're not really a cop you're also a death eater pretending to be a cop <laughs> but you know the moves anyway <laughs> yes that's true i was thinking about that i was thinking i was mad by moody but i'm not i am body crap got too put up in the role Whatever. Get into method. <laughs> but yeah, this definitely ends with Dumbledore figuring out that I'm an imposter, and then the whole story is obviously either thrown into doubt or it all comes out, but who gives a shit? By that stage, you know, Volsmort's resurrected, and if I lose my life in the process, I don't care. I'm a fanatic. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright. Do you have another plan you'd like to improvise, or should we go into my final one? I'll improvise a plan, or I can tell you actually, Josh came up with a really good plan, because I Oh yes, I would love to hear Josh's plan I talked to him about this, and I was like how would you kidnap Harry in fourth year? And this is what he said So, he said that you should get Harry on a mad goose chase by basically like getting him to chase some weird mystery, because Harry is the nosiest person to ever exist 
So you like mm-hmm. use the Imperius curse to get some student to run up to Harry and be like, "Oh, you know, I saw a cat running into the lake with a fucking hat on or something." And then Harry's like <laughs> searching all these weird clues. They lead him all to all across the castle. He's getting distracted and angsty. Hermione and Warner like <laughs> what? Sorry, I was gonna say that's the fucking that's the most ridiculous thing ever. But just in our last episode, we discussed the fact that Harry woke up from a dead sleep and saw a cat talking to a dog, and like that was a vital clue. So, of course, if Harry's like a cat ran into the lake wearing a hat, oh my god, this must be a hint towards sinister happening. Yeah, Hermione and Ron are like, hey, maybe you should focus on the tasks and preparing for that. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I've got something here. There's something fishy about this cat. Anyway, you lead him on this. Yeah, there's no stars. way he's focusing on. There's no <laughs> way he's focusing on the Triwizard Tournament when there's some fucking obtuse <laughs> bullshit mystery he can be looking into. <laughs> you exhaust the boy. You make sure that like you leave all these weird hints that lead nowhere. You basically like you do it over months. It's just like a long game thing, and then yeah. you leave a little a little. Like, you lead him on this thing alone where he's, like, investigating this by himself, possibly with with his invisibility cloak on his map. He's down in some dungeon somewhere. And then he sees, out of the corner of his eye, a glimmer of gold. (laughs) And he looks around, (laughs) and there's some fucking gold broom polishing kit or some stupid shit like that. (laughs) Like, Harry's dream birthday gift. A little sign that says, do not steal, I belong to Draco Malfoy. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, you know, with like the stick in the box, like kind of thing. So yeah, there's this gold polish, broom polishing kit or something down there to lure (laughs) Harry away. Harry gets lured away, he's looking at it, he reaches out towards this gold thing and there's a curse on it. And when he touches, yeah, yeah, when he touches it, he falls into a deep sleep like Snow White. Amazing. Perfect. I was 100% expecting you to say, and it's a port key, but you've added (laughs) extra layers to this plan. (laughs) This isn't my plan. This is Josh's plan, and it's genius. Um, Right, of course. (laughs) Sorry. So (laughs) then uh, Josh appears, and he's got a big sack, and he puts Harry in the sack, and then he puts this sack in a wagon full of other sacks, which are full of innocuous items like muffins or butterbeer cans or something <laughs> along those lines and he muffins he takes this sack down to hogsmeade and he's like oh don't mind me everyone i'm just you know recycling my 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 butterbeer cans or delivering some Why? muffins <laughs> don't question and okay then... <laughs> sorry continue and then he he takes harry he operates him away done kidnapped and then that's the essence of the plan. But there's another part of the plan, which is like, Barty Crouch Jr. as Mad-Eye Moody is not the one executing this plan. It's right. Josh. <laughs> oh! So Josh is self-inserting here. What what he described was that, essentially, Josh is wandering the mountains and encounters Mad-Eye Moody staggering towards the school at the beginning of the year to yes. take on his job as Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. And As then, seen in the movies, I get you. Yeah. I'm with you. And then what occurs next is either a classic slip, triple fall, or a purposeful incident in which <laughs> in which Mad Eye Moody ends up dead and Josh ends up alive, <laughs> and he 
as Look, Tim... we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know exactly how it went down. All we know is two men entered, one man left. Yeah. And then a la Tim Allen in The Santa Claus, Josh puts on Moody's coat <laughs> and assumes the identity and mission of Mad-Eye Moody and takes okay. on this, this plan. <laughs> Amazing. So in our versions, like, Barty Crouch doesn't really exist. It's kind of like Rhea and Jem, the Death Eaters, are fulfilling the role of Barty Crouch. But in Josh's version, he deliberately met and killed Barty Crouch, and then for some reason decided to continue on with his own version of the plan. Yeah. Because I inquired, like, oh, so, like, Mad-Eye Moody's doing this right, like, Barty Crouch is doing this right, and Josh's like, no, I'm doing this. He was very insistent. (laughs) Okay, good to know, because I was going to say, well, first of all, the golden shiny object that Harry would naturally be unable to resist could be a portkey, definitely. But also, if you put him into an enchanted sleep, why not just take him to a fireplace and, like, flu powder him somewhere? But no, we've got to load him into a sack, put him on a cart, and then wheel him out of Hogwarts. Yeah, a big sack. That does... Yeah, a big sack. Yes, definitely. A big sack that's stuffed next to a bunch of other big sacks. Mm -hmm. I know how Josh thinks. (laughs) This does have, like, definite Josh energy and not, like, a wizard energy. (laughs) I love it. And him. (laughs) Yeah. He's perfect. No notes. (laughs) It's a great plan. (laughs) It would work. Seamless plan. Oh, don't mind me, Hogsmeade residents. It's just Mad-Eye Moody with this big cart full of muffin sacks. Here to sell muffins. Don't touch that sack! <laughs> that sack's special for me. <laughs> Shaped These like three... a knobbly knee little specky boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Like, what can I say? It's brilliant. My My first thought when you were describing... We're, you know, we're going to get a hat and a cat. Wait, sorry. We're going to get a cat and a hat and send him into the legs. Oh my God. It's Roald Dahl's cat and a hat. <laughs> exact same. The very same. When you were first describing, like, we're going to exhaust Harry, sending him around, following all these clues. First of all, that's just not relevant to the plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so Harry can be alone and exhausted. Yeah. It's just to get his guard down. <laughs> but it reminded me of uh, a very classic Batman story. Do you know the one where Batman, where Bane breaks Batman's back? Yeah, he falls and snaps him in half. Yeah, like over his knee. It's a very iconic moment. Yeah, which has been replicated in many a movie Endgame. Yeah. Um, but his Bane's plan in that story, which I think is just called the Breaking of the Bat. I can't remember the exact title is he releases all of Batman's villains from Arkham Asylum and then Batman chases them all over Gotham City, stopping their various <laughs> plots and plans and runs himself ragged to the point of exhaustion. And then by the time Bane shows up and he's like, fuck you, I'm the new guy on the block, Bane, he's so tired that he can't really fight back and he ends up with his spine broke. <laughs> yeah. So I really like that Josh brought that energy to it. <laughs> That's amazing. If Also, side note, if I were naming that comic... Um, I wouldn't call it the breaking of the bat. I would call it snap bat right on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Once again, your proficiency for naming things shows itself. (laughs) (laughs) 
And also, this is a bit more of a niche reference, but loading Harry into a sack of, and then carrying him out of the castle in a cart full of sacks <laughs> very much reminded me of Del Toro Quest. Classic <laughs> Empress New Groove. <laughs> Empress New Groove is also a mood. A mood. Uh... <laughs> Look, I'm sure there's been many examples of someone sneaking out in a sack full <laughs> on a cart full of other sacks. I think it happens in Aristocats as well. <laughs> oh, Josh God. obviously drew his plan from many different sources. Like a true genius. Yeah. <laughs> the shiny gold thing that's tempting him, that's the siren from Odysseus, baby. He's oh, cultured. Yeah. He's a consumer of many mediums and I love him for it. He's a cultured man. Okay. Well, my final plan pales by comparison. <laughs> Here it is. I'm Barty Crouch Jr. I'm disguised as Mad-Eye Moody. I say, Potter, you have detention. (laughs) Come to my (laughs) office tonight after dinner for detention things. Oh, okay. Potter arrives in my office. I say, can you pass me that object? Wait, wait, wait. Can we play out the scene? I want to play out the scene. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm Potter. All right. Am I giving you detention or am I inviting you into detention? Yeah, you're inviting me into detention. I'm I'm there. I'm nobly need. Potter, okay. Potter, uh, yes, please yes. step into my office for your detention. Yes, Professor Moody. I don't know uh, what I did wrong. That's not important right now. <laughs> okay. Before we get started, could you pass me that object? Uh, which object? Is it the skull next to the big dark skull or the little skull next to the dragon skull? It's the little skull. Oh, uh, yeah. I pick up the object. It's a pod key. Oh, wow! <laughs> that's good squishy. <laughs> and we're done. End scene, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just give him something, and that thing's a port key, and it takes him away. Yeah, I mean, I guess you just have to make sure that no one sees you doing it, or no one knows that Harry's going to you to do that thing. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, obviously the context of, like, giving him a detention is so that nobody notices he's missing for several hours, but I guess it is pretty sus when his corpse shows up in my office the next day. It's like, hmm. (laughs) There's several options here. I could throw him off the top of the tower and make it look like a suicide (laughs) (laughs) Which is so dark. (laughs) That's so grim. Or okay. I could just I could just flee and disappear into the night. I thought you were going to say like dump him like in Karkaroff's sleeping quarters or something to make it look like Karkaroff killed him. Yeah, I was also thinking that I could just sneak into the boys' dormitory and just fucking kidnap him. Like, yeah, I'm his... a dark wizard. He's a child. Yeah, do the the port key plan with attention, and then return Harry's dead body to his bed so it looks like he died in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know how lots of 14 year olds just naturally die in their sleep yeah happens more often than you think make it look like Ron strangled him in his sleep <laughs> the jealousy finally overtook him they've been angry at each other all year people have seen them fighting yeah Ron that did makes it. sense <laughs> Ron did it I wonder if I could imperious Ron to <laughs> to like admit to the crime yeah. And then kill him, because Look, I'm the cops. Sirius Black went to prison for less. <laughs> you could get yeah. Ron sent to prison. 
Oh, God, that's devious. That's dark, man. <laughs> and Hermione would be like, she'd devote her life to try to prove the truth, because she would know that, like, there's no Yeah, way. but I don't care about some mudblood. I'm the, I'm a Death Eater. The Dark Lord's back. She, she'll be dead before long. Yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I definitely think the best plan is to just pass him a portkey. I don't think I need to lead him through a maze full of treacherous things mm. yeah and have him fight a dragon and swim through a lake like i can just hand him a fucking rock at any point and be like hold on to that for the next 10 seconds <laughs> okay professor <laughs> and then he just gets distracted by a fucking bird and drops it like <laughs> yeah i could pass him like a sealed letter and be like don't open this and then turn my back and wait for him to open it <laughs> and inside inside the envelope a letter that is in fact a port key it just says get fucked <laughs> perfect yeah i love every variant of the plan which is just passing the port key or just knock him out because i'm an adult and a dark wizard and he's a child who trusts me <laughs> At the end of the day, I just don't think it's that hard to kidnap a boy. Really I've never hard. tried, but I can't imagine that it's that hard. No, it shouldn't be that hard, and it shouldn't be that convoluted or take that long. Like, you can <laughs> you can do it earlier in the year. He doesn't have to sit his final exams. <laughs> yeah. Like, all magic aside, I'm twice his size. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Well, this has been uh, a uh, dark episode. <laughs> <laughs> but also a very stupid episode. I like that several of my plans, just like from the outset, were definitely going to fail. Yeah. I also like how we think like cartoon villains. <laughs> we're like, oh, I'll put him in a box and I'll put him in another box and I'll mail it to myself. It's just madness. Yeah. What's <laughs> just cartoon villains have it right why make it so convoluted why make it this big fucking conspiracy just hit him over the head with a mallet and then he's dead oh no wait we need his blood yeah. what if i just jabbed him in the neck with a syringe and took a bunch of his blood that kills people <laughs> does it there's no syringes i feel like what, I feel what like... syringe you're a wizard <laughs> i feel like people have taken my blood and i'm still alive I thought you were going to say, I feel like people have taken my blood and they haven't noticed. <laughs> Which is a wild thing to say. No, I'm pretty sure I've noticed every time someone's taken my blood. <laughs> I should hope so. Unless it happened while I was sleeping or something. That's another option, just take Harry's blood while he's sleeping. Yeah, I should just do that. Like, we don't actually need him. Oh, Voldemort needs to kill him, yeah, but like, that's the thing. do it fair and square, you coward. <laughs> Meet me in the rink before the Walt King hits him. It's the most noble way to kill someone. <laughs> yeah. God. Challenge him to a duel, show up at the appointed time and place, and punch him in the back of the head. But show up late. <laughs> yeah. Set, set the course. standards right from the beginning. You make him up, wait for you. Yeah, make him wait, make him agitated, then you show up, he takes off his shirt in frustration, you put the shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> Now you've got his shirt. Now he's worried. <laughs> he's posturing. You hit him. Done. <laughs> That's the best way to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think I should have to kidnap this boy. Like, this is definitely the Rhea bleeding through and not Barty Crouch Jr. <laughs> but I think Voldemort should fight his own battles. <laughs> I'm happy to get the blood. Like, 
sure, that's my job, but, like, get him yourself. Yeah, I think you should go to the union, honestly. I think this is a bit outside of your job description. <laughs> Defeatist union. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, this has been a sufficiently silly episode. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I've been uh, gem crouch moody, and <laughs> um, I just think that if there's no body, there's no crime. <laughs> I've been Rhea, and I don't have a plan for what I'm going to do with this body, because all my plans were just to kidnap the boy. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.